0: Hello, and my name is Peter Rushmer, and I'm your host today of a Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners and professionals just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success, or you're already smashing it, but want to continue to level up, We're here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS, and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is, just real, frank, and raw conversations. Hi listeners, I'm delighted to be joined today by Chris Holloway of Motorway Buddy. Motorway Buddy was created 10 years ago and it's created by drivers for drivers. Do you know what? Chris is such an awesome guy. He's really genuine and I really enjoyed interviewing him on today's session. So please do listen in. I hope you enjoy it. Fantastic episode. Catch you all soon. I'm joined today by Chris Holloway from Motorway Buddy. Uh, I've been trying to get Chris on the podcast for a little while. um obviously he's a he's a busy guy and he's out there, and we nearly actually had to postpone our recording this afternoon uh, and reschedule because that's life on the road, right? Um, no bad, yeah. you know so uh, yeah, but do you know what? do you know what, Chris? if you could just introduce yourself for the uh, for the listeners, that'd be fantastic um and and let them know a little bit about motorway buddy as well. and we'll uh, we'll have to start kick it off like that.
1: Yeah, no problem. Um, well, thanks for thanks for having me on for a start. The, um, we started, Motorway Buddy, I, I started as a driver in, blimey, a long time ago, I can't even remember, 20 years ago, basically driving for MFI, delivering MFI, but I started right back at the very, very beginning with sort of seven and a half tons and sprinter vans and all that type of thing and progressed through Um, logistics i've been in it since i was 19 um sort of map reading and it's all i've ever really known so wanted to carry on and got my class licenses um and then sort of i just started seeing problems in the industry whilst i was driving i finished up driving chemical tankers and tankers full of pressurized hydrogen and liquid nitrogen and not necessarily something that you want to park at the side of the road um, and sleep in overnight comfortably anyway. So we, I sort of, I was looking for places to park, looking for safe places to park, couldn't find any. So basically got together with a couple of people and put together an idea of designing an app um, to help truck drivers originally um, find safe places to park um that was in 2011 (laughs) fast forward 10 years um it's it's progressed a lot more so it's it's an app now that shows truck drivers where safe places are it shows functions of the truck stops it's got a compliance management tool on it it's got um, a freight crime hotspot map on it of all the freight crime from the uk currently we're trying to get information for europe but it's getting the data from europe that's the problem um yeah it's come a long way One hundred twenty-eight thousand downloads three and a half million times it's been used or something like that so it's it's all right from an
0: idea Amazing, yeah, no, it's amazing. And, and to be honest, like, I had a statistic come through. I was literally just looking for it whilst you were talking there. But I had a statistic come through from my friend, Leslie O'Brien. I don't know if you come across her, but she runs, runs Freight People. Yep. And uh, Leslie emailed earlier. They're, they're looking at motorway crime and hotspots for uh, HGV crime. And, and those that are listening who are drivers will know, obviously, how much of a challenge that is. But I think I don't think the public know how tricky that is. 95 million quid a year it's, that's a lot it's of money that's a lot of money that's a lot of theft it is and it and it, and, and the
1: and that sort of the, the the theft there comes down onto the prices of generally because the money's got to be recouped from somewhere which is where i mean i'm working with insurance companies who are trying to sort of pinpoint not just the massive crime it's the smaller crimes as well so the fuel thefts the curtain slashes it all you know, as far as financials are concerned, all the money's gotta come from somewhere and eventually it comes out of the general public's pocket because prices for everything gets more expensive. Exactly. From us, you know, so it's it's Absolutely. but no it, it's huge and, and the more I suppose people don't like lorries parking in in areas because they look at it and they think they look ugly, but basically people are asleep when those things, you know, when, when the lorries are drivers are asleep, so are the people. But the exactly. I suppose if you don't know, everything comes on the back of a lorry. You know, clothes, food, you know, everything that you, you know. Computers, what we're talking on now, everything comes on the back of a lorry. So, you know, if it wasn't for us as a team, you know, because I am a I am a lorry driver as well, it it, it you know you wouldn't you wouldn't have anything, and that's not being. We're all great. It's being absolutely practical. That's just the
0: way these things yeah. are. So it's, it's 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 a vital thing to consider. And I think uh, I think the public don't really give the gratitude in the UK. I think that's probably one of the biggest gripes for many drivers around the country is that they you know in 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 other countries there's a lot more respect paid potentially. And I'm not saying that's the case for every member of the public in the UK, but I think uh, it, it's quite easy to feel downtrodden with the state of the infrastructure that we've got, poor facilities uh poor investment you know it's it's a tough gig long hours you know staying away from home it's it's not easy is it and and obviously yeah. motorway buddy's there to to just sort of lift that and 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 make it make it better right and and yeah and
1: well, I say well i say it, it was i say it's built sort of for driver you know by drivers for drivers then if you like so in it we built a sort of social media element so drivers could leave comments for other drivers to read and 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 various like I say, you can look at the facilities, and drivers can make comments about the facilities, give it star ratings for each an individual site that's on the on the app. Um, it's almost like TripAdvisor. It is. It's the it's the TripAdvisor for the haulage industry. There you go. <laughs> but it's a. Uh, do you know what? There there are. It, it's unfair to say that all of the all of the uh, truck stops are are, are are bad because some of them are absolutely outstanding. The Red Lion, the Stockyard. Um, oh there is Chippin and pit stop who do an awful lot sort of for driver health and well-being so they have defibrillator there hopefully you know you wouldn't need it but of
0: course,
1: yeah. sort of mental health awareness and uh, you know that those three just spring to mind um there's places like rugby truck stop that have huge facilities there for drivers um they're all really and, and you know some of the whole, some of the uh the likes of welcome break have built rathwell truck stop which is specifically for all, you know, it's for trucks, it's just specifically for trucks. So, whereas your normal welcome brake sites are just sort of, you know, for everybody, Rothwell's for specifically trucks, but, um, yeah, some of them aren't as good. I'm yeah, not going <laughs> to, I'll name the bad ones.
0: Yeah, uh, let's, not, let, not let's not bad get bad. into the calling and naming the <laughs> <genuine>, Jamie, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, there so some good ones. Let's, let's talk about the journey then of Motorway Buddy and sort of how how it's evolved over time. So you're 10 years in now and what yeah. started off as uh, like finding somewhere to stop. Just sort of talk me through the sort of what's kind of happened as, as the product has developed and as the service has developed because you've taken feedback from people, haven't you, and then kind of evolved the offering uh to, to to be what it is that it is now 10 years on so just sort of talk us through how that how that's changed mate.
1: yeah no it it started off as i say it started off as a i was parked on the a9 hoping to go to find somewhere and couldn't and couldn't scared to death about driving down a road basically and couldn't you know if i couldn't turn around so it literally was just a found you or found where i was a, as a driver and she'll be my closest truck stop um that was in its original form. So the original one looked nothing like the one that we've got now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we did. We, we, we've sort of it, it moved on from, as I say, just the place finder to what other people wanted and what haulage companies wanted as well. You know, it's not just about the driver, um, albeit it was, I say, that's that's who it's for primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, the, the social media elements so drivers can leave driver comments, We added, I say, it's sort of a driver-friendly compliance management system into it, so it's more of a you can do freight crime reporting, you can do load sort of reporting. So, if, for example, when it was horrific, I've told this tale a few times. It was built in the load reporting tool was built in. I used to work for Daxa, and it was around Christmas time, and somebody had not necessarily secured as well as they possibly could let's say six pallets of wine and they'd applied the brake possibly a little bit too hard and shifted six pallets of wine into six pallets of smashed glass and just a huge puddle all over the, and it was in the actual depot um, where it happened so and there was no way really of being able to record that other than me telling you the tale as it is now and i just thought and i'd seen people with like a plastic bag with a throwaway camera in it and a, and a, and a piece of paper and a pencil i thought this is just ridiculous we don't need you know <laughs> we've moved on since since, since since disposable cameras um so that's why the load reporting stuff was built into it so you can take pictures and you can write a little description as if you were taking a text message. I mean, people put these things on social media all the time. So the using the phone, the thought process was they are using the phones already to do this. Yeah. So, you know, why, and it's going all over Facebook, It's going got Twitter or whatever, the haulage companies need that, that's who need it. You know, it's not that Facebook and Twitter don't need it, the haulage company need this information. So that was that it was the same with the um, sort of clandestine reporting. So it's there to support the driver as well. So the driver can take it say for example he's starting in marseille or something you know southern france or whatever and he's driving from france to manchester um he can sort of plot his path all the way taking pictures to show where he's taking his pitching because obviously the, the phone grabs the gps the time so if anybody questions the driver and you know where do you stop and all this type of thing it's like well it's all there for you so there's nothing that, you know if somebody sort of attacks the driver there's nothing the driver can do about that you know he's not attacked he's not asked to be attacked yeah, however he is covering all corners basically when he gets back and that was these are all just small things that you think oh i could add that oh i could add that i've been recently contacted by um the british parking association because they're talking about putting a standard in for truck parking which is or for truck parks in general which is required really you know so at least you know you know where you're going, um, and I've said to them, you know, the last have...
0: thing you want. Sorry, I was just going to say because I know it's oh. going to make a lot of people laugh. There's nothing worse than turning up to your truck bay and there's a van in it. Yeah, that's
1: it, a, a van or a caravan. I'm not, and I don't want to. I don't, don't, don't want to upset caravanners. But
0: I can hear the listeners literally going for <laughs> <laughs> no, extra yeah. No,
1: it's a uh, no. But that's you know it's the same thing that we say when you see a caravan and a wagon space. So well bank uh,
0: holiday weekend, mate. You have gotta love it.
1: That's it. That's what I mean. Yeah, it says coaches. It's coaches for a reason. It's G V for a reason. But they're uh, no, so they're looking at they're they're doing a, uh, sort of a, a standard though. So we've said right, well, you know, we'll work with you on that, and we can add that to the app. So there's always always bits and pieces where you can just you, I don't know. Like I say, it starts off tiny and it just grows and grows and grows and grows. And I don't know what it will be like in ten years' time. You know if, if if i mean i started off with a head full of hair and <laughs> now i've gone on <laughs> so it was uh you know but i don't know It, it it's uh it, it became it, it started off as kind of a, an idea and now it becomes i don't know it's like a hobby as well as a as well as a job as well as a you know it's something that i don't know i just fell into and...
0: i love that talk me through talk me through sort of the commercial side of it so so from a from a technical point of view you've got an app which you've built and you've developed over time it does some really cool stuff now so from a commercial point of view um what what is it commercially that you're the the operators are looking at because i i what's great about this product is that it's been designed by a driver for, and drivers for drivers right and often the actual co- company themselves are often driven by Compliance and driven by cost and what have you, but actually the product's a great product as well. So what what is it commercially that's viable, um, and what what are the operators? How are they sort of approaching it? What's useful for them? Well, the, again, this is the thing. It, it's it's
1: something that we built, like you say, by driver for drivers. But it was again, it helps the drivers. So one of my biggest problem was when I was driving, and again when I was driving uh, gas around, is that I didn't have any money. You know, I had, I had nothing. I was, I was, I was twenty-five, and and I was away Monday to Friday, and went out at weekend, and that was my, that's what I did. and I, and I and got married. You drives out there the same, right? Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, what well, I said I got, I got married then, and it all kind of stopped. But the, um, but no, we, it was we sort of looked at it and thought, yes. So there is a park. There is a, There's a there's a payment system in it, so haulage companies can have an account so similar to there are other accounts out there but the um you can pay for your parking on it you can the truck stops can use it for their system so they there's no other digital marketing platform for truck stops they're in magazines and stuff like that but i mean i'm not quite sure how the print industry is going um as late but i don't think it's quite as profitable as it once was um
0: so it's, the, the... I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because I totally, totally understand, totally agree as well. I, but I, it's I, funny... Do you know what? If they're listening, I'd love to get the commercial motor guys on. I'd absolutely love to get them on and have a chat. But yeah. It's a funny, do you know what? It's a funny, um, it, it's a
1: very, when I first started and no word of a lie, like I said, I mean, the, the iPhone started in 2007. It feels like you've had it for, feels like it's been there all your life. But it really hasn't, and the first thing that I was asked in two when I started in two thousand eleven, early February two thousand eleven, I started, and the first thing that somebody said to me was, "Do truck drivers have smartphones?" And it's that it's that mentality of the sort of the, the hairy ass trucker, if you like, you know, sort of sat behind his wheel, plodding along with with not much of an idea other than how to steer something. Um, and it's just you know everybody but it's what.
0: And there me. might be a few out there, just a disclaimer.
1: There may be a few. <laughs> There are, but but they're an aging population. This is this is the other this is the other sticking point is that we need a sort of younger drivers to come into the industry, which is you know again what the, what the, what the app hopefully helps. It shows younger drivers, you know the a younger audience. They're not going to pick up a magazine and go, oh, I'll have a flick through this to look at a one square advert of. You know where it is with an address, they want more than that. There's always so much more than that, and it then they are on Facebook and they are on on social media. But it's more of a um, so the truck stops can, in answer to your question, the truck stops have got the, the, the social media sort of outlet, if you like. So the drivers can leave comments, the truck stops see those comments, they can reply to those comments. And again, like you say, the trip advisor element of it, there is the um, it, it, I tried to sort of pitch it as the haulage companies helping themselves as well as the driver so by looking at the the brake crime hotspot maps and stuff like that you, you are giving the driver something that is useful for you but at the same time the driver wants to park and feel safe regardless of what he's carrying because there's this thing about drivers making sure they don't post all over social media about what they've got on the back of them well to be honest with you you don't see that very often you know you don't drivers don't post all over social media i've got a trailer full of toilet roller i've got a trailer full of pork or a they just don't you know they, they, more you know i hopeful of this driver's all right or there was something yesterday that there was a driver somewhere who's had a heart attack and and died and uh, you know it, it's it's, it, it's kind of a it, it's a myth really that 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 that, that, that you know, everybody starts going. Oh, you, you should see what I've got on the back of here. It's like, well, they're not going to because people come up will come and if you say I've got a lot of MacBooks or something like on the back of your trailer, then you are asking to be,
0: you know, yeah, robbed 100%, basically. Hundred percent. I, I, I totally agree with you. I've I've never seen anyone do that. I think uh, you know a lot of a lot of what's out there is about it's about companionship and. um friendship and and camaraderie and uh and plenty of polishing for those that enjoy that as well you know oh yeah
1: they love it it's love a good polish love <laughs> a good polish what but else it's...
0: is there to do what else is there to do on a 45 well,
1: do you know what you're right though it's a very very it can be it depends what kind of character you are I I, I sort of I can be on my own and 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 be alright but there are, there are times, and especially recently, you know, with, with with COVID and what have you, there were even less drivers on the road. You know, everybody's, everybody's sort of been sat in the house on their own feeling, you know, oh, God, I'm on my own all the time. And it's a bit boring. Well, drivers do that every day that, you know, there are some lads. That, I mean, I'm not surprised they're anti-social. They've been doing it from since 25 to 65, 40 years of being on your own. I don't think I want to speak to anybody after them. you You forget how to. <laughs> but... But you know, it is. It's. It can be. A, it can be a very lonely, uh, very lonely place. So, like I said, the likes of social media and what I And it gives. Yeah, like I say, it's a it's a funny industry, but it is.
0: Yeah. It is when you think about it, forty five standard rest off, and of that yeah. forty five, you're spending a great great proportion of it sleeping because you yeah, knackle. yeah. Like, yeah. Like how much yeah. socialising you actually get in. You you might get you might get like an afternoon, an afternoon, and an evening socialising a week, and that's it yeah no it's a
1: uh my uh i say well i get if i start sometimes at well monday i went in at because i drive as well still um i went down to smithfield markets um so i started at quarter three so by the time i got back home you know i was a massive cup of coffee to try and sustain the next two hours of being awake and couldn't wait to go to bed at eight o'clock so it's Again, an understanding wife and a three-year-old who goes to bed before me. I'm all right. So when she gets a bit older, yeah,
0: you're going, to be going to bed. It will only be a couple of years, and you're going to bed before she does. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Okay, cool. So what's uh, what does the future hold for Motorway Buddy? What are you what are you planning? Sort of, are you are you looking to sort of sort of mass grow it, or is it you know is it you know wh- who are you competing with, and how are you how are you trying to sort of put it out there? The market—it's a funny market. That
1: there, there has been, there have been other apps that have come along. Um, who've, when I say try to do the same, they have done the same. There are other apps that have sort of used the drivers to pinpoint um, locations of, of, of sort of you know just where stop laybys and the like. Which is fine if that's what other drivers want. You know, mine, multo, but it doesn't do that. Multo, but it just shows safe-ish and secure truck stops you know proper truck stops then if you like I, I, I wouldn't claim that they're all safe but that's the idea um it's not your responsibility no 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 it's not and I'm not taking it for no, 300, exactly. 300 plus truck stop safety that's uh, I'm asking for a world of trouble but the um it, it's it's to grow it that there's I'd like to try and make a bit of a difference as as I've said you know as I said before I think if you if you can bring younger people into the industry and show that there is more to it than sort of just steer. I mean, some of the wagons, when I first started wagon dra- driving wagons, and it's not, you know, it's 20 years ago, it's not sort of that long. They've come just in leaps and bounds. I think I drove an, an ERF EC11, was my first wagon that I drove. I don't know if you ever had a go anymore. The um, but it was uh it was a manual box with a sort of four over four with a splitter on it for all drivers that will know what that is.
0: All, all the um, old boys will be going, yeah, I drive one of them. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, yeah <laughs> but I did and that's what I learned how to drive in and now the new ones are just like, you know, they're out of this world. They, 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 they really are. Yeah. You've
0: got you got i shift that will give any BMW a Merc car a run for its money.
1: Well, this is it. Well, I'm not quite sure about that, but it's a decent box. <laughs> the um, But no, it, it's... I think as well, we've, we've done well, we've, we've created partnerships with, so from an idea, you know, you get all the way to sort of, like I say, we, we talk, we, we, we're, we're in the group with Leslie. Um, we have joined with the national police and Navsis and the TT club who are uh, the insurer. I think it's 80% of the world's ship freight cargo. I'm not, don't hold me to that, but it's, it's a hell of a lot. Um, so that's how we've and we did all this through lockdown which is you know a bit weird really because some people have been sat there thinking oh I don't know what to do with myself whereas they like well this is use it as an opportunity you know it, it was uh it, you don't just sit there you know you, you've probably got a little bit of extra time on your hand that you didn't have before so we created this partnership with Navsis and, and the TT club and and one can't exist without the other. So the, T, the TT Club, the insurance company, NAVSIS hosts the the freight crime data, and the, obviously we get the freight crime data, data f- direct from the police. um So to grow it and, and sort of to create that, to help the industry, basically, I think by the more and more people we have, and not necessarily directly through Motorway Buddy, but if we can sort of raise the profile of freight crime and 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 if that raises the front profile of multi, but at the same time, brilliant. But oh, yeah. but, it, but if it helps, you know, I've been in the industry 20 years. I don't know anything else. You know, I, I, I didn't I didn't necessarily excel at school or probably even go to school half <laughs> the um, but it, it's it, I, it, I suppose you just. Yeah, if you can, if you can make a bit of a difference, which it has clearly, you know, it, it gets used, like say, 40, 50,000 times a month. So if somebody's using it, you know, it's helping somebody. And and if some something else is bound to crop up and somebody's going to go, why don't you do this? And I'll go, oh, yeah, that can go in the app. And then, but I think it's being shown, the TT Club are definitely showing it to the European market coming up. So we were awesome. chatting with Tapper, who are... Uh, if don't ask me out what it stands for, but they're a big sort of, they look after the likes of Samsung, Apple. So they look after the the customers rather than the haulage companies. So uh, as far as a, a, um, freight crime concerned as well. So they're introducing most body to, to, to Tapper who I've spoken to and, and the likes of DHL and um, who else has the, there's a few shankers so the european market basically if we can get into the european market that'd be brilliant. but it, it's a funny thing because it started off as an idea yeah. and i never really expected it to get you know past an idea and now i'm sat talking to you
0: which is here it is yeah exactly right
1: yeah, exactly you know 10 so, years later it's still
0: going one of the things one of the things i wanted to tap into because in, in, drivers are generally a shy bunch genuinely speaking they are, yes Generally, a shy bunch. That's amazing to have someone of your experience on it. And um, I guess, I guess, my first question—I'm going to ask you your best story, but I'll I'll give you a little bit of time to think of that. What's the biggest thing, or what's the, yeah, what's the biggest thing that fucks you off about the industry at the moment? What's the biggest, most annoying thing?
1: Attitude. Attitude. Attitude towards drivers. It really, really, really pisses me off it's the, I, I read something on social media um yesterday um it was it was on linkedin actually do, do you think money you know is the biggest problem um in the industry and in some places it's bloody awful you know especially what it costs you to get a license now to get your class one i think my class one my mum, uh my mum paid for mine it was about two grand i think and now you know by the time you finish with all the extra bits and bats that you've got to do um it's it's uh yeah it, it's bloody expensive and to start saying well i'll give you 10 quid an hour if it's going to cost you five and six grand to actually do it and people will say well i can do it for this it's like yeah but if you fail your test you're not going to pass every time and you're not going to pass everyone every time so um but the attitude of people towards drivers is absolutely appalling and always has been it always always has been like you say it's become a um people realised that every you know you don't get anything without wagon drivers and when at the beginning of the pandemic i was like oh you know they're still going out and i've not i had two weeks off last year because my mum died that was it you know not nothing to do with the pandemic we just kept working because we were, di- we were working with food and people need food Yep. um all of a sudden the cars go back on the road and it's like oh these bloody wagons are all over the place and it's time. Like, As I say,
0: heroes, heroes for five minutes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And and, and you know long what? Long gone now, though. Long gone. It, whilst, I've
1: a, whilst I've got a platform, things like the jab, you know, the, the, the jabs which, which, you know, like I said, I didn't stop working and, and, I, and I'm 43. So, and I just, it, it's only by virtue of the fact that, that I have a, a friend who's actually a GP and it was only two weeks ago as well and he said does he sent a whatsapp to a group that i am in and said does anybody need or want a jab and this is two weeks ago and like i said i worked all the way you know all the drivers have worked all the way through the pandemic and we just didn't come into any kind of kind of anybody's mind when it came to the no, jab. No surely were as, in, we're as important as as you know as as teachers for example or you know all right we don't teach people anything but again you get down to the same thing is why why were we not certainly further up the ladder then you know or
0: things like that and it's just damn frustrating it really is it's this is this is this this is a really good point because it it was kind of two-pronged there so you got the attitude and then you got sort of the the remuneration as well how do you think and this is always i find it a really good debate because there are a lot of haulage companies who are out there that go out of business and aren't making a lot of profit, but there's some that are making a lot of profit. And um, I think how do we go how do we go about increasing prices? because ultimately, and, and therefore wages, because ultimately, it will end up impacting on consumers. Yes, yes, it will. Um, it is a good debate, and I'm not a
1: politician. <laughs> and there's a reason why the truck driver struggled. I, I, I just
0: wonder. Win. I just wonder. I just wonder, like you know, where it's, it's tricky, isn't it? It's tricky because
1: it to be is. Able to,
0: but you see, to be able to pay more, companies have got to be more profitable. And I see, I see, there's a lot of really good, on honest, hard working transport company owners out there. And when you look at the amount of capital investment required which they could easily take out and maybe put into another business. You know, say for arguments, sake, they've got a million quids worth of tackle and the amount of profit that that million quid and all the risk that goes with it and everything else, that million quid, like, you know, obviously that's a nice position to be in to have the money to invest in, 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 in that. But yeah. if you kind of took it out of transport and put it into something else, for example, I don't know, tech or software mm. or whatever it may be, and potentially the return on that is going to be going to be much greater. So I, f- I find that it's, it's a tricky one, isn't it? It is a tricky one. I did a, um, I can't remember now, how many years
1: ago, it was before, probably four or five years ago, um, with the Freight Transport Association, something called Solving the Driver Crisis. Um, and I sat on a panel. And again, if I was out of my depth, sort of at the beginning, it was horrific, absolutely horrific, but... It was it was somebody asked me a question this kind of probably boils into the into into the good story as well although it was it was nerve-wracking as hell the um somebody from the fta rang me up and said will you be on a panel and what i thought you know my panel at the time i'd never been asked before no you know it was so right of absolutely fine so i thought on a panel that what they meant was sort of sit around a table and discuss solving the driver crisis so oh I was like, yeah, yeah no problem no no worries at all. Um it's at the Rico Arena in Coventry, um, on whatever date it was. I said, right, yeah, no danger, I'll uh I'll pop down and, and and come and sit with you. So got there, um, and they said, Right, you're on at half one, something like that, straight after lunch. I was like, Oh, right, okay, thinking still still not much of an idea about being on anywhere i don't know i don't know what you're on about really but you know that's fine i'm on at half one so everybody goes off for the lot so so they said oh just sit there so anyway this the auditorium of six seven hundred people fills up and i see this panel of tables at the top of the at at the front i was like you are kidding me you know that that's no no so i'm flicking through the, the 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 menu if you like of everything that was you know as people are coming up so the the first shift after after lunch is always hard because nobody can be you know everybody's full of sandwiches and yeah, yeah. everyone's
0: on a carb coma
1: yeah exactly so so they sat up so they said all oh, right and, and right you're on and i sat with there was me uh somebody from man uh a union guy um, and a couple of hauliers, I can't remember what it was. Um, and I was that scared. Somebody had said to me, if you, get, if you get worried, have a drink. If you can't think of anything to say, have a drink of water. So I sat there and thankfully enough, in front of the table, it was a cloth. So you couldn't see my feet. I, honestly, if I could have run away, it was like something out like of a roadrunner. I was absolutely shitting myself. Um, and they said, if you, can't, if you can't think of anything to say, which is unusual, um, have a drink of water. And there's a bottle of water in front of me i thought right brilliant so somebody said you know what do you think and i, I went hmm. ask me a question i picked up the bottle of water took the lid off it and i was that scared the neck muscles in, in obviously in my neck i couldn't move my head backwards to tip the water into my mouth i was absolutely ridges i was petrified. <laughs> i'm anyway, sorry but, i'm
0: laughing but you
1: <laughs> I, honestly it was it was horrific I just didn't see it coming at all and like I say for somebody who's quite happy just sat in the truck by himself or talking on the phone or whatever to sit in front of a load of people and, and who actually wanted my opinion I was like oh no this is this is this could go horrifically wrong anyway they asked me about sort of how like you've just said you know how do you think you change things and it was it was an odd question because like you say, you've got MAN sat there and MAN are producing, you know, you've got big shiny trucks and you've got people who are saying they want more training for drivers and they want more, like you say, more tech and 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 you've got all shiny uniforms and all that type of thing, which is great, but that is, it's, it's very much all for the haulage company. The, the wagons to a certain extent, I agree. The wagons are, you know, you want something that is, reliable to you know economical on fuel all that type of thing and you want your drivers to be well presented but at the same time there are companies who i've worked for who will remain nameless who put a lot of money into training um, and every side, every time you sign something off to say that you've been trained on it you were one step closer to being out the door if they wanted to get rid of you and that was the it turned into the that was the general consensus of this isn't for our benefit anymore this is for this is for their own benefit um but so yeah it's it's a, it's a it's a fine line because if you pay 100 150 grand for a unit the drivers then getting paid you know, less because that's what you're paying out for or whatever the leases are for Artics. I I don't know. I wouldn't have the first
0: idea. They are mega money. Yeah, yeah, the big money. They're they're, they're massive money. I think um, one of of the things I've always said, and and we do do our our fair share of driver CPC training, we do mental health training and what have you. And one of the things that I've always said is it's it's a tricky economy. The transport Mm -hmm. sector is a tricky economy because it's so so heavy on the capital investment and so much money up front and uh, the overheads are huge and the margins are generally quite low because it's competitive so you'll always have the rule breakers who do come and go but are willing to undercut and be twats and then you've got the big companies who literally will swallow up the smaller companies by getting them to subby and i've seen it it's a tale as old as time the big companies subbing out smaller companies getting them to grow getting them to stretch getting them to expose themselves more and more and more uh financially and then all of a sudden rate drop like that all of a sudden okay. and they're just too over leveraged and, yeah. and it fucked them um you know and i think it's so odd because and, and and this is why i'm so passionate about it is because there's so many guys out there who get a truck give it a go make a bit of dough get a second vehicle and crack on and they sort of grow their grow their business sort of naturally and economically and then all of a sudden they might get to 10 15 20 vehicles and all of a sudden like there may be the comfort zones all of a sudden kind of gone Fucking hell you know there's there's a lot of compliance here there's a lot of stuff to do but i think particularly with those hauliers and i think it less so with the bigger blue chips and stuff but i think with the small hauliers and what i say to drivers is like, if if you can if you can work as hard as possible to not damage your vehicle and to get the best possible fuel consumption, I think you're always in the best position to have a good discussion on rates. Yeah, if you're, if you're helping your owner be as profitable as possible, and you're you know you you, you, you sort of doing everything you can because like, the the smallest margin in fuel consumption can make a huge difference over the year, can't it? You know, and it's, over a fleet. I think that, I think it's it's those things. I think I think that's where I think that's where the savings are. Myself, I think that's mm. where the savings are because I think the challenge you've got is you got you got the, the the proper drivers who really take pride in what they do and delivering a great job and then there's drivers who do you know what they'll take the lower wages and just crack on because they don't give a fuck, and that's fine
1: well this but this, this it all boils back down to what I was saying before about attitude towards drivers is that if you're good to them they'll be good to you yeah. whereas if you treat a driver like shit, he won't care what he does uh-huh. he really if, if he does you know Like you say, if if you, I'm I'm very fortunate that I work, and I'm not going to name them, but I do work for a decent company who do treat the drivers well. They treat all the staff well, and because of that, I work out for them, you know. And you don't want to smash the truck up, and you don't want to, you know, if you bang something, you feel guilty about it, you know, if you bump something or whatever, you feel guilty about it. Whereas if you pay me ten quid an hour, I'd still because because of the way I am. know you still feel responsible for it but there'll be a hell of a lot of people out there who won't you know and i've seen it you know you you know you know yourself it's like if you only pay there was something on again social media you know you're only paying me 25 quid a night out and the clown basically dropped the trailer on its on its knees i don't know if you saw that it basically he he didn't wind the legs down he said if you're gonna if you're gonna pay me nothing videoed it you know on, on social media and just pulled his pulled his truck out from his legs and dropped the trailer on its knees. And of course, then that went back to his, into the company that he was working for, this acting. So, um, but, but, uh, you know, it's that kind of, that kind of attitude of, of, like I say, it's not something I'd do personally. Culture,
0: culture's everything, I think, in a company. It is, it is. And I think transport, transport's a little bit, overall, I think there's companies who are very good at it. And I think uh, there's companies who have got some way to go. And I think. Essentially, if you see drivers as a disposable resource, they're gonna run out over time because you know what? It's kind of enough is enough. And it isn't just about money, is it? It's about it's about the conditions, how you treated, how you're spoken to, you know, what investments made in you, how you're treated about your training, how you're supported in your It's role. all that. Yeah, definitely. All, all of that is part of it. And also working for a reason, you know. And if it's part greater yeah. good and you feel part of a family. Then you, you know, you're going to enjoy going to work and that sort of thing. It's going to be much better, isn't it? It is. It is indeed. Awesome. Awesome, mate. Um, do you know what? We've sort of come to our, come to the end of the time. We've uh, we've kind of rushed in. And we've had to like rush out. But do you know what? It's been genuinely awesome having you on and having a chat. I've really no, enjoyed well, it. And yeah, uh, thanks for I, I enjoyed speaking to you when we initially uh, initially met up on the phone and had the discussion. And it's just great to have you on and sharing your experience, Chris. Just finally, just to sort of wrap it up. Just let people know if they've just sort of started listening in, or they've forgotten about what the app is and what it's about. Just reintroduce who you are, what the app is, where they can find it, um, and 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 just yeah, let let them know that, and then we'll and then we'll cut it off and uh, and let people crack on with their day.
1: I'm the, I'm the worst salesperson ever. So I, I I'm,
0: <laughs> come on, man, you can do this.
1: Exactly. Like, oh god, he's really you go. there. You go. Just drink your uh,
0: water, mate. Don't worry about your neck muscles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm at home now. I'm all right.
1: I've got a beer in the fridge the um so yeah chris holloway driver who had an idea and you can find multiple buddy on the apple app store and the app, android app store it's free um and it's hopefully if it helps drivers in all sorts of the parts of the industry then you know what that, I'll, I'll be happy with that that's that's all i want to do
0: amazing that's that was a really good pitch mate you're so genuine so genuine i love it i hope
1: so because because well listen i work on it for nothing <laughs> i've been doing it 10 years so it's a yeah gone are the days where it's going to make me a million quid i think that's the
0: uh <laughs> that's well out the window so it's a, it's a labor of love mate i'm sure uh Indeed. Indeed. hopefully hopefully people will listen and hopefully they'll tune in and, and give it a go so thank you everyone for listening everyone yeah. take care, stay safe and, uh, and catch you all soon guys I really hope you loved today's episode and if you did, please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too. Please do share it across your social media channels. We hope to reach more and help more people. If you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmer. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business flagship partners and we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.